Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. They're not self-aware about how they interrupt people, how they can be abrupt to people, how they are, how they come off to people. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and today in the episode, I'm going to be talking about how narcissists sabotage their lives, and I'm going to be going over eight ways that narcissists sabotage their own lives, which they actually do. I know most people think that they are encompassing and totally strong and that there's no way that they actually sabotage their own lives, but they actually do, and I'm going to be talking about that in today's episode. So what's the first way that narcissists actually sabotage their own lives? How do they do this? You, you think that they don't, but they do. Well, the first way that they do this is through being just generally rude to people. I mean, eventually they do sabotage themselves because they're just rude to people. And yes, they start off with this whole love bombing thing. And for those of you who aren't aware of how a narcissist functions in the world, it is actually pretty crazy to me because I didn't really realize that narcissists were so... They have these patterns. I mean, yeah, they're they're horrible and heinous to deal with, but they they really do have a pattern in how they show up and function in the world, whether it's in a business relationship, your neighbor, or whoever it is. The way that they interact with the world is actually the same. So they start off with this, what they call the idealistic phase or the the love bombing phase, which is they come on super strong. They seem perfect. They're very chameleon-like. They they know how to actually almost take on the traits of whoever it is that they're targeting so that they seem perfect for that person, but they move very quickly into the relationship because they really want to move right to the next phase of the relationship because they don't really want that. It's kind of an exhausting phase for them. That's not the phase that they really want to be in. It's kind of a, they're making deposits because they want to take out 
withdrawals. You've heard the phrase butter somebody up. I mean, they really are kind of buttering them up because they, they want to, you know how somebody butters up a turkey because they want to eat it. I mean, they're, they're not buttering up a turkey just because they want to put butter on it. They want to eat the, the, the turkey, right? So that's kind of what it is in a kind of disgusting way, but it is sort of what it is. I mean, so they've, they've loved on the person, now they're devaluing the person, and then they go into love bomb, devaluing, and then the discard phase. But it, whether it's them discarding or the other person discarding, it's kind of like those three phases of the relationship. And by the way, they're not linear necessarily. They can go, they go back and forth depending on what's convenient for them. And so, and, and, and it's that way, whether it's a covert narcissist or an overt narcissist. So, and, and, and by the way, I have videos on YouTube on the different types of narcissists and, and also on the phases of these narcissistic relationships. But it's kind of crazy how I didn't even realize that there were these different phases of the relationship, that there were these different, different types of narcissists or any of that sort of thing. I can tell you this, that when I discovered that there was a covert narcissist, the one that I was dealing with in particular was female. I, at the time, thought narcissists were male. I thought that narcissists were boastful, bragging, kind of misogynistic, sort of loud. I mean, I had this picture in my mind of what a narcissist was, and so I remember when somebody pointed out to me that this person that I was dealing with was a covert narcissist. I remember thinking, I don't think she's a narcissist. I think she's just really insecure. But of course, narcissists are very insecure, right? So going back to number one, that they're very rude to people, they do end up kind of they have to eventually show their true colors because it's difficult for them to maintain there's a certain level of of niceness for lack of a better word it's difficult for them to say oh, i have to stay in this facade all the time so they do eventually sort of sabotage themselves because they can't hold that. And, and I am going to get to eight through eight of these, and, and I'm, I'm saving the best one for the end because I have seen this in negotiations where they completely, completely torpedo themselves, totally, to the point where it's, it's almost laughable if it weren't so, if it weren't people's lives. You know what I mean? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, number two is they're just completely self, not self-aware. And so they, they end up doing this self-sabotage because 
they don't, they're not self-aware about how they interrupt people, how they can be abrupt to people, how they are, how they come off to people. Their interactions with people, a lot of people, they, they don't end up liking them very much, to be honest with you, because they're not self-aware. So the, the people who aren't necessarily their targets, the ones that they're working on grooming and conditioning, where they're working really hard to make sure that they're under their spell and in their control, they may not realize how they're being perceived by those people. And then, so they may end up kind of self-sabotaging with those people. The other way is that they self-sabotage because they do have low self-esteem. So they may end up sort of not uh, forming the, the best relationships or doing and saying and being and acting in the world in certain ways that cause people to not necessarily want to be around them. So that's, that's number two. Number three... Number three is that they put their own needs first. So because they put their own needs first, who wants to be around that a lot of times? Who wants to be around somebody who is constantly putting their own needs first, where they're talking about themselves all the time? I mean... I've been around people like that, where you're at lunch with them, you're at dinner with them, all they do is talk about themselves. You are, it's, it's, it's a very one-sided type of relationship. I, I mean, I've had clients like that. It's a very, very one-sided relationship. So if all they're doing is putting their own needs first, then you know, they will end up sabotaging their lives in that way as well. So that's number three. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. They don't have authentic relationships with people. They don't let real people, they don't, they, they don't let people in. They don't really let people see who they are. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberling's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource, Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get 
$10 off your SoberLink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. They're not self-aware about how they interrupt people, how they can be abrupt to people, how they are, how they come off to people. And now we return to today's show. Number four. The number four way that narcissists end up sabotaging their own lives is that they are just incapable of forming real relationships. They don't have authentic relationships with people. They don't let real people, they they, they don't let people in. They don't really let people see who they are. And that's really sad. So they, they're incapable of forming true connections with people. It's how can they? So they do end up sabotaging their own lives, even with their own children, most of the time. And a really good example of this I had seen was in the miniseries with... Hugh Grant, I did a a video on this called The Undoing of the Narcissist. The the series was The Undoing. And here he was, and by the way, I'm going to just do a little bit of a spoiler here, but he played this upstanding guy who was a physician and he had committed a heinous act I'll just say, for those of you who maybe want to go back and see it, I don't even know if it's still on. It was last year. But he had committed this heinous act, and then he, he was trying to get out of it, and he was trying to put the responsibility on others, let's just say. And, and the closer and closer that it got to him, at the very end, he tried to pin it on his own child. And at that point, that's when his wife knew that it definitely had to be him. Because who would do that? I mean, as far as being incapable of forming real relationships, my God, who would do that? Okay, so that's number four. Number five is that the relationships are just transactional. I mean, that's just another way of that they are sabotaging their own lives. I mean, because it's like, I'll only do something for you if you do something for me. What's in it for me? They will never do something for someone unless it's 
there's something coming back in return. How sad is that? The relationships have to be transactional, and boy, do I know people like that. I'll only scratch your back if you're scratching mine. I mean, only if there's something in it for them. So, I mean, and then that is so narcissistic. I mean, it's such a very, very big, glaring characteristic of a narcissist, that's for sure. So that's number five. Number six is how they act outrageously sometimes, and then people will definitely see it. And that is a huge red flag of a narcissist. Boy, have I seen this. They just treat people horribly at a restaurant. They make a huge scene. You know, treat this wait staff terribly, super rude to people. And then it just, and then people eventually will see how they are. So, I mean, just where they're just outrageous. I, I've, I've seen this where moms have acted awful at events where I've been there with my daughter and they make a huge scene at a theater. So when, when people just out, act outrageously sometimes and, and people eventually see it, then, you know, then you start to know. And by the way, this is not your problem. I mean, don't take this on. If you are in a relationship with a narcissist and you start to feel like the narcissist in your life is sabotaging their lives, don't clean up their messes for them. Don't do it. Just, I want you to write in the comments right now, not my problem. Not my problem. This is what we do as empaths. We start to take this on, like we need to fix this for them. Write in the comments right now, not my problem. You do not need to fix this for them, okay? Next, uh, they go too far. They go too far. I mean, this is beyond even acting outrageously. They go too far with other things, too. They, they go too far with how they behave even within a relationship. It doesn't even have to be public. It's just they push somebody's buttons with, within a relationship where the person within the relationship just finally says, I'm done. No, thank you. you. You finally snap. You finally go, uh, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think that that's it. I think that that's enough. I think, yeah, I think we're done here. So that's uh, number seven, how, how they end up sabotaging their lives. And number eight, I wanted to save number eight because this is the one that I see in negotiations. This is where they are really their worst enemies. And that is where they just start manipulating people just for the sake of it for their own, to their own detriment. Where in the case itself, it becomes harassment. 
It becomes vexatious litigation. It becomes scorched earth litigation. And that's when the judge starts to see it. That's when the world starts to see it. And that's when fees start to get assessed. And that's when sanctions start coming in. And, and that's when, the, you know, you start to have some serious leverage. And you start to realize, wait a minute here, what is going on? And, and they even start to fire their own lawyer. They start making serious mistakes. They start thinking, oh, I can win this no matter what. They, they actually start having these crazy notions like, I don't have to do anything. I, ha I don't want to in this case. I don't have to settle if I don't want to. I mean, I'm going to court no matter what. They make ridiculous demands. I've had people say to me, I'd rather pay you than her. Ridiculous things. Because they're just, they, they really become their own worst enemy because they're just blinded by, I just want to make the other person suffer. And that is when they really are sabotaging their own lives. And, and by the way, you think, oh my God, nobody's ever going to see it. But let me tell you, the world does eventually see that. Judges do see that. Mediators see that. Lawyers do see that. And you do have to trust that the system sees it, the world will see it, and that justice and equity and fairness will prevail. But let me just tell you something that I tell people all the time. And that is that if you don't believe that you can win, nobody can help you. Nobody can help you. You have to believe that you can win first, okay? And you have the best evidence in your hands. Lawyers know the law. Judges have to apply the law. You have the best evidence in your hands, so you have to organize it. So that's where I can help you. And that's what I do to help you. So that's where we want to start with, with my free crush my negotiation prep worksheet with getting that organized. So you can get that at winmynegotiation.com. Definitely start with that and join my free private Facebook group, Narcissist Negotiators with Rebecca Zung. But for sure, make sure that you believe that you can win because your mindset is absolutely everything. That's the most important thing of all. So thanks for joining me on this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and you rate it and review it. And remember to never give up and never give in. Remember, they only win if you give in. And I will catch all of you guys in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 